was like, I don't understand. I don't have a ton of hobbies. Like right. um, meeting with people. I mean, that was seriously my husband's like, great, I'm going fishing. Nothing changed, you know, as far as that goes. And I'm like, I really want to see my people. Curated, a designer podcast. Hello, welcome to Curated. Curated. Hey everybody, I'm Anne Bradley, Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm an interior designer. Um, really was listening to a podcast with some designers out of California and thought, God, why don't we have that here locally? We have so much talent, so much personality, and I just thought it would be a great idea and I presented it and some crazy gals decided to join and that sounded stupid but um (laughs) oh it's good but you know it was just like I really think that we have so much content and so much to share and I think that this is something that was missing in our in our local industry and I think it's something that people would really gravitate towards and not to mention we had we recently did a um, video for a cornet competition and we had so much fun so I was super excited when Haley and Dina wanted to be part of the group and then Danielle wanting to be part of it was just an added bonus so I just am just so excited that you guys had an interest to do this and I think it's it's going to be successful because we all have a like mind on what we think it needs to be it's not going to be some stale ass podcast it's going to be a lot of fun so buckle up I'm Haley Wright I'm a industry sales representative and I cover uh, North and South Carolina Um, I feel like COVID took away something that we had we had a very tight-knit industry um, in our local area and we saw each other all the time and the designers knew each other and we would do events and we got to see each other a lot and that went away with the pandemic. So I think that's what I'm hoping this brings to our community is just to hear each other's voices again. We'll be interviewing designers and you know, all different types of people that um, have good stories. So I think that'll be interesting to the listener but also involve the community. Closet girl, do you want to go next? <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm Danielle Reiser. I'm a designer by trade. Um, and now I'm a workplace consultant. Yeah, I agree with Haley. I think that COVID changed a lot of, a lot of things for us um, as a design community. And I just miss um, the collaboration and hearing what everyone's doing and seeing, touching, feeling just you know, materials and, and new ideas. And I just feel like this was such a cool opportunity when Anne brought it up to bring it to a podcast. I've just, just recently started to get into podcasts, I would say the last two years. So it's just really cool to see how we can bring something new uh, for our community and, and then on a, a larger scale and just really learn and grow, but most importantly, just have fun around something that we're all passionate about. And so I'm excited to, to be a part. I'm Dina Kalik. I'm a designer by education and a sales representative for a furniture company. Um, I'm mainly excited about this podcast. In addition to all of the great design content that I think will come out of it, I'm excited for us to have a platform that's so relatable. I've realized in the last few years that the design community, whether you're on the furniture side or the flooring side or the design side, we get each other in a different way. We can relate in a different way. And we understand some of the struggles that we all go through that 
maybe husbands and friends and neighbors and parents don't understand. So it'll be really cool to just have a place where we all sort of get each other and can talk about all things, whether it's design or not. So I'm excited. Danielle is in her closet. <laughs> I promise with, we'll get more with, professional as this goes on. Yeah, but, and bras you know. are abound. <laughs> this is what happens when you have to escape three children. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, in your closet. <laughs> um, so this is our first mini episode just to introduce kind of the idea of the podcast, tell you about a few upcoming episodes, mm -hmm. and really introduce ourselves. So I guess let's talk about, we have a really cool episode this month in March coming up yes. um, and it's called Boss Ladies because it is International Women's History Month. So we want to honor some boss ladies. Yeah. So who sure. do we have? We've earned the titles. Definitely have earned the titles. So we also, we wanted to represent all different fields in our industry. So we have Terry Canada with Evoke Studios to represent architecture. We have, go ahead, sorry. I was saying she's so great. She's really talented. She is. And I've heard, I don't know her personally, so I'm really excited to talk to her, but I, I've heard so many positive things about her. So we also have Shelly McFadder representing construction. Um, she is the owner of Bridgepoint Construction. Um, and then finally, we have Anna Lynch, who is the CEO of Lynch Mikan. So she's representing engineering. She's a structural engineer by trade. So obviously, if you're local in the triangle, you know all three of these women and yeah. you know that they are true boss ladies. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to find out a little bit more of their background and how they got where they are today. And I'm sure, you know, they all have interesting and very different life stories. So that's going to be really cool to listen to. And I think we also want to focus or not focus, but talk about as women challenges that we have all faced in this male dominated industry. Let's be frank. Oh. Um, I'm going to talk. We, well, we all are going to talk a little bit from the design perspective and, you know, what we've seen and what we deal with. And, you know, not that this is going to be a man bashing type thing, but, you know, we do need to address it that, you know, we are the minority in, um, in our industry yeah. and, you know, maybe some tips and, ideas on you know how Anna got to become CEO what what did she experience so I think that's important to note too I'm so yeah. excited about all three of their experiences but especially Shelly's I mean construction yeah good like, lord how often do you see women in construction mm -hmm. don't yeah. I mean awful. think about when we go on site like I always feel like even as I've have gotten older it's the same shit it's like you you got to be tough and you have to, you know, know what you're talking about. And, you know, it's, it's tough. I, I admire her for, for starting a construction company. My Lord. Yeah. You have to prove yourself that much harder. It's like, there's yeah. No for, yeah. I've even gotten comments about my height, you know, just being oh, little yeah. you know? and it's like, you're a woman, you're she little, you look young. exactly. And so it's just having to really, be knowledgeable and add value in other ways way harder than any male so it's mm -hmm. it'll be interesting. Is it so lame that I have a pink hard hat no, no. Exactly. Not. obviously Dean is the problem <laughs> the first time I went on a job site I was like you know what if I have to show up 
And I was, I knew I was going to be the only girl. And I was the only girl. I showed up in a pink hard hat. I felt pretty good. No, I own it. I own that shit. I mean, we are women and maybe that intimidated somebody. Yeah. Well, you know what I did that doesn't help women in the construction world is I was going to a job site and I didn't wear the right shoes. Um, It was one of my first experiences and I didn't have any extra shoes. And this was like, so I had to um, borrow a shoes. Yeah. Like boots from the construction guy. Um, Luckily there was a girl that worked there and they were her boots and they happened to be my size. So that was good, but it was so embarrassing. And yeah, that's my. I thought you were going to say you had to borrow. Yeah. I was like, that's not safe. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of boots, did y'all see the pink boots society brew that was going around where the women brew their own beer at local breweries? Well, I thought that was cool because they, you have to wear pink boots, like rubber boots, but you literally make your own. Um, so beer to be brewing, like several others I saw where people had their pink boots on and they brewed. So it reminds me of Dina's pink hard hat and just like solidified. Yeah, it was like women only. Also, small world, my mom, her food truck goes there and it's her favorite brewery. Really? Yeah. Well, your mom is an interesting story too, yeah. Dina. Interesting. It's I mean, I know she's not in design, but still, it's interesting. Say, it's funny because she's not in design, but like everybody knows her because all like all of these reps have purchased food from the restaurant yeah. for caterings, and then all of like the design firms have gotten to know her through all of her caterings and the food truck. So it's funny when I started this role, I think she knew where all the firms were mm-hmm. located before I did because she was catering to all of them. That's awesome. That's so good. Well, her food's good. How about that Meghan Markle interview with Oprah? Oh, I yeah. missed it. I found out the next day about it. And I'm so mad because I can't find, I've seen a bunch of clips now, but I haven't seen the like front to back. It was, it, uh, was, it was amazing. I mean, yeah. it was a lot of, it was very juicy. It was, yeah, juicy is a good word, but someone posted um, a picture of Princess Diana doing an interview like in the 90s. And then Dina posted that. Oh, did you? No, Dina's talking about the side-by-side photo. Yeah. But I posted something um, yesterday that was really strong. I almost, can I play it really quick? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Please do. Yeah, the last sentence she says in this this video like gave me chills. Yeah, I couldn't believe it was real, but it's like, it's an interview. So Megan did? This is Diana. Diana. Oh, Princess Diana, okay. Mm -hmm. Because I do things differently, because I don't go by a rule book, because I lead from the heart, not the head. And albeit that's got me into trouble in my work, I understand that. But someone's got to go out there and love people and show it. This next part. And do you think that because of the way you behave, that's precluded you effectively from becoming queen? Yes, I well, not precluded me, I wouldn't say that. Um, I just don't think I have as many supporters in that environment than I did. Than I did. You mean within the royal household? Mm-hmm. They see me as a, a threat of some kind. And I'm here to do good. Not a dis- I'm not a destructive person. Why do they see you as a threat? I think every strong woman in history has had to walk down a similar path. And I think it's the strength that causes the confusion and the fear. 
Why is she strong? Where does she get it from? Where is she taking it? Where is she going to use it? Why do the public still support her? When I say public, going into an engagement and there's a great many people there. Isn't that intense? I mean, strength is intimidating. It is intimidating. And she put it so articulate. Like, I, I mean, it was She's just so eloquent in the way that she speaks. Well, well, I was blown away by him. Well, you know, I fully believe that. Well, anyway, I mean, I feel really bad what happened to her. I mean, that was just shitty and they were just awful the to her. The suicidal stuff. I yeah, mean, it was breaking just... my heart to hear like how it affected her and she wasn't able to tell anyone. But I guess that kind of turns us back to this group and, and what we experience and back to, you know, being in a male dominated industry. And I cannot tell you how many times I have been told, stop being so emotional when I'm being passionate about something or, you know, don't, you know, just, it just pisses me off when I think about it that, you know, or stop being so bitchy. Like, why is it okay for a man to be a but not okay for me to be assertive and it's just bullshit and it pisses me off. And there's so many people in our industry, not my current company, my current company's great, but just, you know, just that are threatened by women, any woman that has a voice or any kind of idea, just squashing that because their egos can't take it. Yeah. It's like the Taylor Swift quote. Did you see it? Or she was like, why is it manipulation? Um, for no guy is strategic but a girl is calculated why is it that a guy can react but we overreact yeah I was like that was such a powerful post it's like it's it's a double standard it's one thing when women do something and it's perceived as a different thing when men do it yeah it's just it it sucks and you know I think you can look at 99% of the firms in our industry and count on one hand how many women are principals and so true you know I that could be because maybe women didn't a woman didn't want to be a principal but I I really think it's more I'm just I'm very passionate about this if you can't tell well I'm gonna say something so bad I don't want to piss people off. You mentioned earlier like that we're not man and there are a lot of really great men out there that mm-hmm. support women and yes I think it's just important to address it and realize that it's reality like it is what it is it's I mean hopefully with all the strong women in history and today that are constantly helping us look for change yeah maybe different one day but it's the reality and I think it's healthy to it needs to be talked about. We can't does. ignore it because that's why that's what we've been doing for years. I mean, it's our reality, though. You know, you know, I'm fortunate to work for a female-run company, and there are a lot of great men in my office and who support me. But you know, that's one little piece of everything else that I have to deal with in my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and my heart goes out to like working moms like Haley. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know how you do it. I can't even imagine that adds a whole nother layer to it. 
That's a total double standard. You know, even men that I work with that I really respect and that I know don't mean anything by it, just don't, especially because we're in a pandemic and there's the childcare stuff and like obviously things aren't normal right now for there to be no sensitivity to that and no understanding that I don't have the luxury of spending every second of the day in front of my computer. Um, and, you know, it's, I'm in sales, so I'm driven to, you know, make, make those numbers and, and get commissions and things like that. So I have the motivation there, but I just don't have the same amount of time. Right. So, um, so that, that's been challenging and it's just, you know, we live in a world where it's just kind of looked at like, well, you, you're supposed to be able to do it all. Right. Yeah. yeah. And think about on that note, how many women we're going to lose in our industry because of this pandemic that can't, that don't like that just have more than one kid or whatever the situation is, or the husband is like, I think you need to, you know, or not even the husband, but just, it makes more sense for the mother to stay home because X, Y, Z, but it's definitely going to take away women from our industry. We, um, this is a topic I'm very passionate about. Trevor Noah did the whole special on this because of the pandemic. Women accounted for a hundred percent of job losses nationwide in December, a hundred percent of them. And how many were they? You ask there was, I'm looking it up. A hundred percent. That's 156,000 jobs lost. Wow. All women in December. Wow. And it's because when, you know, the kids weren't going back to school, this is taking too long, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like the, what it's not, the conversation isn't like, all right, which parent is going to do it. It always ends up being the mom that's going to have to make the sacrifice. And I'm sure there's a majority of those women who love their jobs. It wasn't by choice. They had to. And that's a detriment to any company because women bring such great value to yeah. any industry yeah also yeah. would be surprised if that's taken into consideration with layoffs that maybe it feels easier to lay off women instead of men because it seems like the most quote unquote realistic option or the easiest option well but the other thing too is if households are looking at salaries i mean women don't make as much right. money and right Right. So, so the conversation becomes easy. When I heard that, like, I didn't know, you know, you graduate college, you're working. And I had a coworker actually at a school, like they mentioned how much they, we had the same experience and everything. And it, I was like, that's a thing, you know? And I talked to my parents like, yeah, it's kind of a, I mean, that's a known thing. That's, that's crazy Yeah, that we make less. It doesn't matter uh, how much experience or, you know, it no, just, a designer, interior designer at my level, if, you know, if there was, well, I mean, mostly we have females and, you know, in, in interior design, but I would guarantee you they would make more money than me. I guarantee you someone with half the experience, if he was a male, I was going to say, if he <laughs> but, um, <laughs> That's to yourself. <laughs> yeah. but I guarantee you, even if he had less experience than me, he probably would make as much, if not more than me. I'm willing to bet the farm. Do you guys know about the pink tax? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like that- infuriated me it's so it's so for those that don't know it's basically that companies that make let's say for example like Gillette razors 
they'll make a blue one, they'll make a pink one. They're the exact same razor, the exact same thing, two different colors, the pink one will cost more. And that's across the board on so many different products that are geared towards women. And just because it's pink or uh, marketed towards women, they're feeling like they're able to charge more. So women are being not only paid as much as men, but now we're being charged more for essential things like razors. Um, yeah, I saw a side-by-side -side comparison of that once and it included like clothing too, like the same. Yeah, well, dry, dry same cleaners. There's, there's like- Yes, that drives me crazy. Like, uh, come on. It's a button down shirt is cost more if it's a female shirt than a male could be the same yeah. material a, if it's a blouse right they call it a blouse <laughs> so shirt. the subject but I did kind of want to switch gears a little bit we mentioned COVID earlier and I was having a conversation with one of my teammates yesterday and I'm not going to go into the details but we were just kind of sharing experiences through COVID and just how things have felt harder to do and um it's just interesting because everyone I talk to just says like everything feels different. Everything feels harder. Tasks feel more complicated. Mm -hmm. Time feels like it's vanishing. And yeah. it's just something I've been thinking about a lot. I'm curious to know what you guys are feeling. I feel like I can't get as much done than I used to get done and I don't know why that is I can't figure it out I don't I mean it's not, and I'm not the type of person like I sit here and work I mean I don't go down I, I don't know I just I just but I can't get as much done and I don't know if it's like a mental thing that I'm just not in the office, I don't, or I'm not around people. I'm not getting energy from other places. I, I don't know, but I don't feel like I'm as productive. That's what I feel like. I didn't realize how passionate I was about connecting with people until COVID hit. I was like, I don't understand. I don't have a ton of hobbies. Like oh, right. uh, meeting with people. I mean, that was seriously, my husband's like, great, I'm going fishing. Nothing changed, you know, as far as that goes. And I'm like, I really want to see my people. I was like, I, and honestly, I got motivated by that. I got recharged while my husband literally could be on a mountain by himself and be completely fine. We're polar opposites in the regard that that's not how I recharge. And so COVID taught me that. I never knew that that was such a, an important part of my life, I guess. I just thought, yeah, I'm an extrovert, but no, it's on so many different levels of of that. So I'd say I've missed that. And, and the motivation, I just feel like now we're, you know, a year into this. Yeah. And I don't even feel the same way about things. It's totally just changed my experience on meeting with people, even though that's what I miss the most. Now it's just so different. I yeah. Know. Well, the motivation's mental, a good mental health side of it too. Like I think anxiety has hit everybody through this process. And I feel like anxiety can be crippling, which also kind of makes you not feel motivated. So it's, it's just so many things, but it's just interesting to hear people understand like, or relate to, you know, what I've been thinking or I've, what I've been feeling through this whole thing. Well, and that's, I mean, I had kids, but Haley, you had a kid during that. Oh God. That's, that's why I'm confused. Like, I don't know. You didn't even take a maternity leave when I really yeah. think about it. Yeah. I just don't know really like, like I can't even answer Dina's question properly because of, I mean, Gray was born in April. So that was really at the beginning of this. 
So yeah. all of the differences in my life, are they COVID? Are they having a baby? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> right. But I just don't know what life would have been if I didn't. So yeah. um, it's hard to say, but uh, you know, yes, of course, I do not feel like I can get much done at all, but I don't know what that attributes to. And that's Dina, to your point, it's like, we all experience it in so many different ways. There's no two people that have experienced this past year in the same way. Like we can draw, you know, similarities, but there's always this one caveat. And I think that that's, what's so hard about it is that no two people experience the same thing. I, I have lately thought a lot about, especially the younger designers I know who are single and dating and just how lonely that would be oh god this whole yeah. time just like you know and feeling hopeless like if you're at the age you know if you were dating and you know yeah. wanting to find somebody and kind of going through that phase of your life and then that gets put on hold because of all this yeah because you can't really, really go yeah. on date like I wouldn't feel comfortable meeting some rando at a yeah you just never know you never know before this and now you right have this to think now about you got so. COVID on top of that like, can I take your temperature real quick um <laughs> can you show me your COVID testing just tilt your head back this will only hurt a little <laughs> It's funny too because everyone lately says like yeah I can't wait to get back to normal like when things go back to normal what is normal going to be it's not going to be it's this not going to be the same I don't I think can't so. imagine hugging anyone yeah it's yeah. gonna I think there's gonna I'm, be a lot I'm of a little bit, experiences yeah <laughs> I'm a little bit more optimistic like I do feel like it's all, I believe in the science. So if the numbers are showing good things with the vaccinations and it's about to warm up and so it might not be this year, but next year or something, I do feel like we're so eager to get back to normal yeah. that we will surprise ourselves. For example, I think, and you might've been the one talking about it. New Zealand had a concert. Yeah. Like we're all I mean, in a big group without masks at a concert. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, they were able to bounce back. Like once right. they were like, we're COVID free, let's do this. So yeah. I think airplanes and Disney World, yeah, put on a mask. That was probably smart to do anyway um, before all this. But I think that's going to feel so weird walking freely without a mask on. I know it is. Like, going I'm going to feel naked. <laughs> no, I, there was actually, I was in a store and, and these older ladies didn't have a mask on. And I was like, just staying around, like wondering, because I was like, why do they look so different? Like that is literally, <laughs> I was like staring at them and I'm sure they thought, and they go, yeah, we had our vaccine. I'm sure they like well, amongst themselves yeah. about it. And I was like, well, good for you. But it was just a really, t-shirt. Art by Design is going virtual this year. Mark your calendars for May 20th for the art show and live auction. All proceeds benefiting Common Thread for the Cure. Artists, get working on your pieces and register on the IIDA Triangle website because the deadline if you want to participate is April 19th. You must be an industry professional, either architect, designer, or sales rep. And art can be in any medium that you choose, such as photography, paint, sculpture, even woodworking. The donated art will be collected the first week of May and photographed for the auction. Sponsors will be creating custom cocktail kits for any of those who attend the virtual event. We look forward to a great turnout and seeing some amazing artwork by our local industry. If you need more info, you can email Susan Farrell. That's susan.farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L, at millican.com. I'm going to see my grandmother this weekend, who's 99. 
So I was hoping to get it before then, but she's already been vaccinated. So is my mom and my sister. So it'll be fine. 99. That's awesome. I heard that it would be like, I mean, 99, like she's a hundred this year. How does she feel about that? Does she like say like, okay, I've lived my life. Like I want to have a baller party. What are y'all doing? (laughs) We're going to have a party because she turns, uh, I was going to say 21. some years ago um she turns 100 december 31st and we're gonna COVID will be like so we're gonna have a big celebration a new year's eve birthday too yeah so she um her grandfather lived to be 102 my great great grandfather good genes so she's i'm pretty sure she's already said she's like I got this. Like she wants to get past it. We have this saying in Arabic that we say to anyone, like whenever it's their birthday, that basically says, like, I wish for I wish you lived to be a hundred. And it just gets said as like, you know, a typical but she's literally gonna live to be a hundred. Wait, is that that how the be a hundred plus thing you always write? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god, I never knew what the hundred thing was. That's use like numbers for certain letters, but it's which means like I hope you live to be 100 Aww. so we say that as like a happy birthday thing. well what are you gonna so say funny. to grandma when for next me. year I guess you'd need to say like 105 yeah <laughs> she'll be like let me go this is yeah. a long time um I think that's so funny Dina does that all the time she has these Arabic sayings that in English sound so weird, but in their language and how they say it, it's quick and easy and beautiful. But imagine if we're like, happy birthday, hope you live to be a (laughs) hundred. It would just be such a, (laughs) okay, thank you. Um, So many weird phrases. Like we even have one, like for somebody once they get out of the shower and it basically means like, congratulations <laughs> you're so clean like hope you had a good shower what is it how do you say it I want to say it Naiman. Naiman. yeah you say it when somebody gets their hair cut or when they've come out of the shower it means like you're fresh yeah I guess okay okay Naima. Naima. I have a hair appointment next week can you like say that I'll text to you. you I'll text you Naima. so Naima. now in reality you take a shower every day. Yeah. Um, do you get told that by Hassan every time he witnesses? Hassan <laughs> tells me Naiman every time I get out of the shower. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love That's it. That's strange. And well, I, that, you know, right? I guess I, I always say like, "How was your shower?" Or like, "How was something?" Or like, "How was?" No, maybe it's not shower. Oh, it's run. When he goes on a run. Yeah. Oh, I, and always, I always ask say, that too. I don't know why though. I'm like, it's the same thing. I, yeah. How Literally run? Joe how runs every day. And yeah, I always say, how was your run? And I guess it's because I'm expecting something like a report. Like I was faster than last time or I went right. five miles this time. So you have something to say, but the shower, they'd be like, yeah, I used a new shampoo and it worked yeah. really well. So, <laughs> so anyway, Anne, back to your grandma. So you said you interviewed her. What's her story? Her mother died. Her mother died when she was 19 or 18. She had to drop out of college, and just how traumatic it was for her. And she had to raise her her two brothers. And wow. I mean, she like started crying, and I was like, <gasps> "Oh God, I'm like, I did not expect that." And I felt so shitty. And ooh. does she have memories of 
that oh no she would have been a, mm-hmm. a baby at the on the first pandemic she was born in 21 and oh, okay. i think the pandemic was because that's the roaring 20s was a definite result of the pandemic so Whoa, we're, that's our, we're in the roar, we're in the roaring 20s we're going that's to be in really 20s. creepy considering it's 2020 yes so they did so something it's gonna on, go back to normal and we're all gonna yep. wear flapper dresses and yep. party all the time and get that's drunk and i mean that's the thing i mean people went old like you look at like and read store all those authors and read store i mean it was and pandemonium like everyone's just like Oh, beef. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, but I, I could see us, you know, you talking about that concert, you know, in New Zealand. I mean, I think that, is it going to go back to normal completely? No, I don't think so. But I do think people are going to embrace. Yeah. I mean, me included. Point. It'll be interesting to see how things go in our industry, like Neocon. Like, what's the first Neocon going to look like? Are the parties just going to be nuts? And is everybody going to be wasted the whole time? Probably. I think, imagine this though. Like, imagine if you did, you go to Neocon and you're going down these hallways and you're, you know, back to back and stuff. And then everyone goes home like we used to, and we didn't get sick and we're all fine. I think those types of experiences are going to encourage old normal behaviors again. Like, you're going to be like, oh, I can do that and be fine. And that's but what's going to start making people feel better. I just feel like Neocon is an interesting topic because I don't think Neocon will ever be like what it was. Just m- people moving the mart and then the whole pandemic. Because what did they say? They're putting something together, what, virtually? October? No, they're doing it in no, October. No, it's October live. It's real. This it's October. happening. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's happening. And I can't decide if I want to go or not because I'm like, it's not going to be the same. I'm not sitting in my showroom all day with pandemic vibes. Yeah, <laughs> not to like, not to beat a dead horse, but it would be cool for at some point to talk about everybody's perspectives on what post COVID looks like, because I feel like I'm hearing so many different things. I'm hearing yeah. so many similarities and then I'm hearing polar opposites. And it's like, obviously nobody has a crystal ball and we're all just talking about our experiences and what we think, but yeah. everybody's thoughts are all over the place. I yeah, know. it's it's it definitely shows you, I think, because nobody really knows the optimists and the pessimists. Like mm-hmm. I, I can talk to certain people that I, and I am a self-proclaimed optimist too. And I do see myself leaning towards like, no, I kind of think we're gonna be okay. Like I think things will get back to normal, especially now that the vaccine's rolling out. Like I'm mm-hmm. seeing like, okay. Yeah. And then you talk to some people, especially like even on my team, my internal team. And, you know, 10 people you're talking to and someone's like, no, it's never going to be the same. Our jobs aren't going to be what they are anymore. And, you know, just get used to it because we're all going to go virtual and then they're going to realize they don't need us anymore. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Who is that person? Let me just name drop her real quick. (laughs) I think that there's going to be certain things just learn behavior like you know you said masks thing, or you know there's gonna be little things that won't change but I think generally I just remember when it first happened and they were like locked down two weeks I kept telling people I'm like guys people are gonna realize it's the same thing everyone prepares for a snowstorm you, you know someone tells you it's gonna snow and you're like waiting 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 I said and then if it never snows you just like snap out of it and you're done and here we are a year later <laughs> I was like I'll take on it I was like any day we're gonna wake up and this is gonna be 
<laughs> and so I just feel like though certain things will, I don't know. And it, it might just take more time not to say it would never, I think that's the extreme, right? Is people right. are like, oh, it's never going to change or it'll go right back. It's like, eh, it's probably somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Probably so. I think when I think about when I think about like the very beginning of this, I just remember like TikTok viral videos and trends thinking I had all the time in the world and like being obsessed with tie dyeing and making bread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't have time to eat. Like, let alone, I, I think it 2021 hit and everyone was like, okay, well, we got to just move on with our lives. So instead yeah. of all these like hobbies and stuff, which actually leads me to an interesting point, listening to all of this, COVID brought some good things, including this podcast. I don't know if this would have been an idea, you know, without it COVID. Would not have been. Dina started a company. I don't think we right. would have been able to do that. Like it bred creativity. It and- did exploration of that kind of thing. hundred percent agree. I really like, I right now I'm so tired as everybody else doing this and I have no creative outlet. I'm not in a finished library. I'm looking at shit online. I can't, you know, it's just, and it's, you're right. You look for, I believe you look for <laughs> creative outlets and I really don't think it would have, you're right. You're hundred percent right. I think that's it. That's what I was trying to say in the intro was the creative outlet. Like that's what, <laughs> I missed during COVID, you know, how do you get, and I think we all tried to get creative with it, but that's, that's what I was looking for. The creative out. I hope this makes everybody feel a little bit more connected than they feel. I hope so. Yeah. Maybe we can get, you know, I would love like an email address or something. And for our people to be like, talk about this, like giving us ideas on things they want to learn more about, or, you know, if we talk about something on this, on a mini episode where we're kind of just all over the place. Maybe they're like, I want an episode all about that. Like, I think, think that would be cool. Of that. Curated podcasts at gmail.com. I mean, seriously, we, curated podcasts at gmail.com. Like, let's just make it. I mean, I guess yeah. let's see. Well, and even already got a domain. Social, <laughs> even the whole social media thing. Like, I think that's an easy way is to take a poll. Like we could either have, you know. Yeah. You know, kinda, right. Yeah. Like, DMs and stuff. Exactly. I think that that's really fun because we do, I mean, if we're doing this once a month, we need some content, but I do like the looseness of, of us talking more than I thought. Like this has been good. We have people sending us things to talk about or like fun tidbits. We could use those as our prompts for the minute. Yeah. I also could- like radio stations when you call in, like it would be cool to have somebody call in. Has anyone ever yeah. done that? I called into a radio station before. Have y'all? I did when I was a kid. I've I never got on Watch What Happens Live on Bravo with Andy Cohen once. Oh, really? Yeah, got to talk to him, which is oh my, my god, thing. that's so awesome. It wasn't though. Ever. It was Why? awful because Why? so I I panicked. I think I had a little too much wine, and I was like, whatever. And so I call it and I get through, and I'm on hold, and I turn to John like, "What is my question?" Right. And he's like, um do like f mary kill and then so the girl that's from um ozark the curly oh my god girl I love who's her. Black. she cusses a lot through you yeah <laughs> trying to censor myself you're, yeah. you're so good at imitating her yeah. oh my god do it do it do it oh god okay um it's like you know what marty you better get your fuck <laughs> because i'm not dealing with this no more
No, I have so many relatives that sound just <laughs> Daniel's unfazed. She's like, unfazed. Are you doing my aunt? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she That's I loved that show it's no like, it's that I always have to say Marty first Marty. So, into <laughs> so anyway okay so she's the guest on Andy Cohen watch what happens live on Bravo and I call in just thinking what the heck and I get in so I turn to Joe and I'm like what's my thing and he's like um F Mary kill and do like uh who's the actor that plays Marty what's his name uh Jason Bateman Jason Bateman uh, and two other people I can't remember and the person responded um like that was like what's your question and I said that and they were like no ask her what she thinks of the season finale <laughs> and I was like uh, okay and so then when I get on I was like how, how do you feel about the season finale <laughs> she's like oh so clearly it's like kind of scripted or like she's prompted to know what she's going to get asked and it was kind of a bummer in that light that like it wasn't really what I wanted to do but um but hey, I got to say hi. He said Haley from North Carolina, so that means something. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, thanks for coming into our very, very first podcast and listening to our banter. Yeah. And well, hope yeah. it was entertaining. Yes, I hope it was. I thought I found it quite entertaining personally. I like it. Especially because we miss people so much. So like I feel like it's so much easier to like go on and on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For on sure. these things before they used to be awkward well I think it's a good dynamic yeah I think so for sure you can follow us on Instagram which we will be uploading upcoming episodes um, and all the information you would need to listen to these podcasts going forward um, we'd also love your opinion on if you liked the content or if you have any other ideas we're just starting out so anything that you guys want to listen to we're open um, make comments it's curatedpodcast.design that's curatedpodcast.design and yeah we'll have all that fun stuff up there for you thanks for listening bye yeah. thanks guys bye. Bye. till next time yeah, thanks. Thanks.